0: Hey there, and welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Haasman, and joining me today is a good buddy, a repeat guest. I'm so excited to chat with him. He is a serial entrepreneur turned spiritual seeker, and he has a brand new book out, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. It's called Soul Life Balance. Sam Kaber, thanks for being here, buddy.
1: Yeah, Kirby, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back on DMJ. I don't even know what number this is, but (laughs) super pumped, and it's always good to see your face and connect with you, bro. I totally
0: agree. Totally agree. And I'm excited about your new project. So I want to, I want to jump right in. So um, just as we're recording this, it's literally, I think it's like dropping today as we record mm-hmm. this. So as people view this, this will be live and so they can find it. So t- let's talk about your brand new book. Um, first of all, congrats on doing it. Cause I know that's a big deal. Well, talk about an overview from
1: the book and what it's about and why you decided to write it. Well, first off, when you said, uh, the, I don't know, it just hit me and I just had like this huge wave of like gratitude as you as like a mentor and inspiration. And I don't know how many books you've wrote. Is it four or something?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's four.
1: So I caught up to you. This is my fourth. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. That's awesome. <laughs> no, but br- seriously though, it all comes back to like, 2017, I think January, when you and Bill, shout out to Bill, um, did unscripted live at SKUCon. And I've told this story and you've heard this way. I took a video of you guys doing it, sent it to two buddies back home. And I said, we're doing a podcast when I get back. Cause I had been trying to get them to do it for like months before. I was like, look, it's literally this easy. Let's just do it. (laughs) So yeah, you've been like, there from the beginning in terms of my content creation. So thank you very much. And with that, I forgot what your question No, was. no problem. No, first of all,
0: thank you. It's very kind of you to say, um, but you put in the work and you've done a great job. And I, I love that you tell that story because it's like, if these two yuck monkeys can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> Right. No, but Hey, back to the book. I do want to Mm -hmm. jump into that. So talk to me about what the book's about and why you decided
1: to write it. That's right. So soul life balance, as opposed to work-life balance, right? Mm So in 2019, um, I was going through a very deep and dark depression and, and this plant medicine known as ayahuasca found me as it does. And it's for healing. You do it in a ceremony. And through that, I had my first true, extremely profound and deep spiritual awakening experience. And from there, I did a psilocybin ceremony for healing like two weeks afterwards. And don't get me wrong. Like I've loved mushrooms in high school and college and in my career and building my business. Like I I was more into like beer and drinking as opposed to like mushrooms. So I'd been a while and I had never done mushrooms For healing, you know, I've always done mushrooms recreationally and at the time, I didn't even know you could work with medicines in this healing capacity. So in combination of working with ayahuasca and psilocybin in in a ceremonial type setting, it really like took me out of this 3d human experience in this timeline as the ego of Sam and showed me like what, like, universal existential knowledge and truths if you will and what came of that was this concept of soul life balance a lot of other things too but the soul seeker podcast was born and i launched that a few months later and initially the soul seeker podcast was about plant medicine earth medicines and the concept of soul life balance i always knew that i would write a book about it but i'd never felt ready to write it and for a long time too I had like a law of imposter syndrome and not really knowing exactly what soul life balance, like how to actually do that. Like it was a practice I was trying and the basic premise of soul life balance is to reframe work-life balance where we put work as a component of life. And if we look at work-life balance, just the mere fact that work comes before life and it's a w before an l whereas most phrases would have the uh, the letter that's closer to an a being first it theoretically should be life work balance and there i could go on and on about the propaganda that is work-life balance but in in essence it's It's this movement that's kept us from asking questions, right? We glorify being weekend warriors. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this uh, thing on the weekends. Oh, I'm going to have this amazing vacation. And it keeps us asleep to how the system really is where we're spending most of us on very general statement, blanket statement. Spend the majority of our waking hours working without actually thinking about what it is that we want to do and spend our lives doing so soul life balance is first and foremost a reframe where work is a component of life and then now especially in the post-pandemic era with so many uh, mental health crises and suicide rates being higher than they ever were in years past in history and a connection to soul. That's why I put the soul before life and it's not life soul balance. Cause I truly believe that we need to find ways to connect with what it means to us. And it doesn't matter if you're spiritual or religious, agnostic, atheist, because everyone has that experience. It could be as simple as being out in nature and just being quiet for a moment and connecting with the elements. Maybe it's music, whatever the case may be. So I always knew um, that I would write a book about this. And my first three books, like, honestly, I wrote those three books in a year. They kind of came through me. They were partially for my ego. I'm still proud of them and everything. And I'm not, I always knew those were like, just like kind of like, you know, whatever, if you will. I always knew like I had a big book coming and this book, I did want to get like published by an actual publisher. So not that I'm disappointed by that, but the way I talk to my friends who are in this like industry, they're like, no, you need to have like a really solid book because your first three weren't and then you'll get picked up by a publisher. That said, I am more proud of this Book than any of the work I've done previously Um, up to this point. I've done a lot. I've had five different podcast shows, a a food show on YouTube, um, you know, a few businesses, things like that. Three books, obviously, but my most proud project before this would be a 60 minute review I did on Pixar and Disney's film Soul. I did a 60 minute review on YouTube. It's a video um, that explains the concepts a bit deeper. And that has currently over 12,000 views. And if you look at my other views on that same YouTube channel, I average like zero to two views. So just to go goes to show how it's that project resonated with people, Um, that one was really big. And I see in hindsight, because I put so much time and effort into like really crafting it. And that's been this book. This book Mm -hmm. is like my next um, big project that I'm super proud of. So, yeah.
0: Now that's cool. Congratulations. I know it's been a, a labor um, for you. So I'm curious though, you know, you talked about and I, the idea of putting sort of the soul first. Um, what are some tips that you can give people or, or do you give people because I know you guide people in this uh, to live their life more in balance?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I recently had the privilege of working with Promo Corner for their promo show where it was all about mind, body, soul connection. And in that, I did some tips and some things were just simple reminders. Like I'm looking at my desk right now and I have a sticker on my monitor that says breathe, you know, Mm -hmm. and how many times on a daily basis do we... right? Because we're all, we're always breathing, but when we can take conscious breaths, it really drops us in. it's these simple little things. There's a practice called box breathing, where you essentially would inhale for like three seconds. You hold at the top for three, and then you exhale for three seconds, hold at the bottom. Then you repeat. And each time you can add a second longer to lengthen it. And as we inhale it, um, it activates the sympathetic nervous system, which gives us more energy. And as we exhale, it activates the the parasympathetic nervous system, which is a more relaxing state. So breathing and breath work, even if it's as simple as that or alternate nostril breathing, anything like that is great. But honestly, like, It comes down to the person, whatever they feel that they want to do and not that they should do. It's something that's coming from an inner desire. And it starts with slowing down, which a lot of times starts with breathing. Then from there, it's awareness, getting curious of our thought patterns, getting curious of why we do the things we do. So awareness and curiosity have been massive for me. And then the final piece to that would be play, you know, I don't care who you are, but especially people in spirituality, consciousness, mindfulness, and you've seen it in me, I'm sure from a distance where typically when people first start to go down this path, it's very serious. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I have to do the work and check off the boxes. But then as people evolve in their journey, they start to realize, oh no, that's not the way. And, you know, how can we invite more play? in? yeah that makes it makes a ton of sense so one of the things that pops into my head and and i think you know you
0: and i tend to come at things a little bit differently from a perspective uh, but one of the things that kind of pops in my head is in both ways, it feels like from my putting it in my language, I talk a lot about being intentional and whether it's being intentional with the design of your life. And so that you're actually focusing on the things that you actually care about or uh, and just, just down to breathing. Like, yeah, we breathe every day, but being intentional about our breathing and breath work helps to guide that. Is, is that a fair assessment?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Like I'm keeping it kind of surface level for now because it can go so much deeper. And that was an interesting thing about the book process too, because initially the message and the content was going to be more for like workaholics that were like spiritual curious or whatever, and Mm -hmm. just like giving a glimpse. But then as I started writing it, it got really, really deep. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, I'm talking about my interest in extraterrestrials and things like that, you know, Mm -hmm. so it gets pretty woo in the book. Um, but yeah, for the purposes of like where we're at right now, just in terms of simple things, I totally agree with you. It's uh, kind of basic things is where it starts and it doesn't have to be like spiritual. Right.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, all right. So you know, this is a question I was curious, I, I was coming up with these questions for you. And this is one I wanted to ask you specifically. So we hear a lot of advice about how we can do life better, whether it's, you know, having six pack abs, whether it's selling more, whether it's whatever, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm curious to know what is one piece of advice that you hear all the time that you actually think is wrong?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of allude to this earlier, but uh, thank you for asking the question. And so I can kind of go deeper on it. And it's uh, it's this way of being in spirituality where it's like, Oh, did you do your meditation? Did you do mm-hmm. your journaling? Did you do your breath work? And, uh, you know, I'm not shaming anyone or pointing figures. And if I were, it would be at myself first, because I've found that when I first went down this path, it was like, okay, I'm going to wake up, going to do my meditation. I'm going to do my journaling. I'm going to do my breath work to do my, <laughs> my yoga. And as someone who even wrote a book called The Written Goal, like I was very much in my masculine energy and archetype which that doesn't mean like body parts or sexual organs or anything like that. Masculine is an energy trait, which aligns with the yin and yang being the yang side of structure and do and achieve, whereas feminine is the yin of yin and yang and it's more receptive, intuitive and flowy. So the past few years, I've been learning to to connect with my feminine and soul life balance soul would be the representation of yin and feminine, whereas life demands structure and that type of Mm -hmm. stuff, yang and masculine. So having said that, like, I've really learned that, you know, when I wake up in the morning or whatever it is, like, I don't shame myself and be like, oh, I didn't meditate today. And also I don't be like, oh, let me approach this like a to do list, because as soon as we look at something like this, where it's a to do list, we're missing the entire point, because the point is to be in that awareness and curiosity and be in the moment.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, man, this is good stuff. So final question for you. Uh, this is just something I know because we're friends on Facebook and, and we've chatted a few times. I know that you've recently started teaching yoga. Um, one of the things I admire about you, and you know this, that is your willingness to sort of put yourself out there and try new things, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a book, whatever. Why is trying new things? Why is that so important to you?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. Um, actually, I have a interesting answer that just came up probably like a week ago or something. And it has to do with picking up the guitar again. I mm. haven't um, played guitar in like 15 years in high school. I played guitar for like two years and I've had this just like, I haven't listened to metal in 15 years and in high school I was a huge metal head. And now I'm like getting back into metal, I'm playing guitar and I've been playing for about a month. And one of the things that pl- picking up the guitar and writing this book taught me was yes, I have a lot of creative outlets like the podcast and whatever, but really challenging myself with this book more so than the previous books, and especially with guitar, it's taught me that yes, creative outlets are so important, but where I fall short and I think the majority of society falls short is we kind of stay within our lane or our zone of comfortability in our creative outlets. And it's really that that pushing the edges to get uncomfortable and trying these new things where the growth happens. So that's something that just literally came up for me. And I haven't thought about it in that way, like, oh, why are th- Why is it important for me to get outside of my comfort zone? But that would be the answer that I just thought about recently. So it's very synchronistic. You asked that for sure.
0: Cool. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Where can people find the book?
1: Yeah, samkabert.com has all the information about how to connect with me, and then my Instagram's there as well at samkabert. The book is on Amazon. You can find links to it from social media or my website, Soul Life Balance Book. SoulLifeBalanceBook.com has all the information specifically just about the book.
0: Cool, man. Well, congratulations! I know it's been a, a big project for you, and I'm excited for you, bud.
1: Thanks, Kirby. Appreciate cool. it.
0: Well that's that's going to wrap up this edition of delivering marketing joy. We'll see you next time.